you heard this concept of quote unquote playing small in your business? I've talked about it before and we're going to talk about it today, but in a different way. So my question is, are you playing small with God in your network marketing, direct sales, social selling, any sort of business? Maybe you're not in that space. Maybe you're an entrepreneur or you're in, you know, business of any sort. Are you playing small with God? We're going to talk about five truths straight from God's word that have helped me shift my perspective. Am I perfect? No. Am I a work in progress? Hallelujah and amen. If you are here because you want to align, align what God wants for you with those goals and those dreams and desires you have for your business, then let's stop playing small with our great God. Let's hop in because we got a lot to unpack. Hey, Kingdom Builder, welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you missed that promotion again? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. I hear this all the time in our industry, people playing small, you're playing small, people saying, you know, I realized that I was playing small. I've said this multiple times myself because I know that there are times when I am really just looking for bargain basement, right? I'm just like, this is all I'm going to do. And the way that I take this quote unquote playing small to mean is kind of like hedging your bets. Like you aren't putting yourself out there as much as you could or should, because let's just be honest, that's uncomfortable. Maybe you're like teetering on that edge of uncomfortability, but it's really still within the realm of comfortable. Does that make sense to you? Like, so maybe you you don't want to do the song and dance reels, but you're like, oh yeah, I can get on there and I can talk and I can do those. And so you're like within your realm of comfortability, but whatever that next step for you is, you just haven't gone there. I'm not by any means saying that you need to do all the, you know, pointing and dancing in your reels, but you get what I'm saying here. Like we all have this level in this area of I'm comfortable here and like a little bit uncomfortable, you know, if I take it to that next step. So 
how all of this came about is I am studying through the book of Acts in my Bible study at church. And so we were in chapter three. So chapter three talks about Peter and John. They're walking through, they're going to the temple to the prayer time. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And they're walking through this one area called the beautiful gate. And they see this lame beggar. He's been carried there to this place to beg every day of his life. He's about 40 years old at this point, we find out in chapter four that he's about 40. He is the lowest of the low. So in if you've read through the Bible, you know, the 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 beggars, the leopards, the lepers, the tax collectors, like they are bottom of the barrel, like you don't make eye contact with them. That was just the society at that time, right? So most people would walk right by, throw them their money, go along their way and feel like, okay, I did my good deed for today, but not Peter and John, right? So they stop, they look at him. And in verse four of chapter three, Peter directs his gaze at this lame beggar. That is what he is called in the Bible. And so did John, like they directed their gaze at him. This is huge. Like, this is massive. Side note, this is why going through a Bible study collectively with a group is really great. You get to pull things out that maybe you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But as you understand in context and taken for the time, what a massive thing this is. Okay, so this is a man who has been who has never been given the time of day. They they tell him Peter and John tell him to look at him. They say, look at me, look at us. So this man does. And here's what got me. The lame beggar, like I said, he's he's referred to the that is his that's how we know him in the Bible. He wants money. That's all. That all that's all he's asking for. He doesn't even know to ask for more. Like that's all he's been for 40 years of his life. He has been thrown money. He is considered trash basically in this, in this day and time. How often is that us? That's me sitting here praying for the basics of our businesses. We're going to come back to that. Here's what the Lord does. Verse five, I'm going to read a little bit for you. It says, verse five, and he fixed his attention on them, Peter and John, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand. So Peter takes him by his right hand and raises him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Okay, so friend, there is so much in here that is mind blowing. But here's my question for you. Is this you? Because I know it is far more me than I would like to admit. So I'm asking the Lord for the simplest of things, right? Like maybe you're asking the Lord for a new team member. You're asking the Lord for, you know, increased sales. You're asking the Lord for these things that all make sense, right? You know, the comp plan in front of you, you know where you are, where you want to go. So you're asking the Lord to bless your business in one of these different ways. And, and that's really all that you can think to ask God. That's all you're expecting. 
That's all maybe you think God wants for you. That's all you can imagine him doing for you. That was the beggar. That was the lame beggar. All he had ever been given was money. Maybe some food here and there, but nothing impressive, right? So he doesn't even know to ask for more. And what does God do? God gives him complete healing. Here's what's so cool. And we could spend so long talking on this, but we're going to move on in a little bit. But here's what's so cool is Peter takes his hand and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. So as I was reading through this, I was thinking like, do you ever sit down? Like for me, if I sit on the ground, you know, crisscross or something like that, like my legs, um, you know, they go to sleep. So when I stand up, like you're like, oh, wobbly and whatever. There is complete healing in this man. His feet and his ankles are made strong. There's no wobbly. And it goes right on to say, it says his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up, he stood and began to walk. And then multiple times it says walking and leaping and praising God. Like these are action words. So not only did God give him far abundantly more than he could have ever asked or thought. He did it in a complete healing way. Verse 13 goes on to say, and our God, this, I love how Peter describes him, our God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our father, our fathers calls. And then in verse 14, he calls God the holy and righteous one. This is our God. He is far more powerful and capable than we could ever ask or think. And if you're like me, there's part of your brain that knows that, right? We know that he can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think. But then there's the other part of our brain that's like, okay, but, 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 I've never been successful in this business before, or, you know, I, I've, I've hit a stall, um, you know, people aren't responding to me. So, so we have this, but, 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 friend. But God, but God, those two words have made a massive impact in my life so much so that I have it tattooed on my arm, but God, our God can do far more exceedingly abundantly than we could ever ask or think. He is the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. He's the God of our fathers. Okay. So how do we take this? to our business. We're going to talk about five truths straight from scripture that we can rely on. And friend, if I were you, I would take a sticky note, a post-it note, a, a whatever, a flashcard, and put these in multiple different places where you can see them on the regular. So number one, Romans 8, 31. If God is for me, who can be against me? Sis, that is everything. As a kingdom entrepreneur, you're seeking the Lord first, right? That means that in whatever you're doing, if God is in it, if he's called you to that business, that podcast, that course, that whatever, then what upline, what negative comment, what person around you can thwart what he has planned? None. None. If God is for you, who can be against you? I would encourage you to make these personal. And Romans 8.31 straight up says, if God is for me, who can be against me? Put that down there. Lord, if you are for me, 
Who in the world can be against me? Give me courage. Give me strength to put all of my trust and faith in you. Number two, Philippians 4.13. You can do anything God has called you to through Jesus Christ. Here's what's so interesting. If you keep reading in Acts 4, you see that Peter and John are, they're arrested. And the religious rulers, multiples of them, like, you know, the scribes and the priests and the Sadducees and the, like, everyone comes out and they're like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do with these two people? Really what it comes down to is they decide, okay, well, we have to stop them from healing in anyone's name because they want the attention for themselves because there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's so amazing that Peter says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed, rise. That is powerful because our God is all powerful. So Philippians 4.13 says, you can do anything, anything God has called you to through Jesus Christ. There's those key things there, friend. If the Lord has called you to it, then you better believe He can do anything and everything. I know for myself too often I have pushed the envelope on things and been like, well, yeah, I feel like I need to do this. This is what I need to do. And in reality, it's not what the Lord has called me to do. It's what Michelle called herself to do. And so then I'm asking and and wanting the Lord to bless something that he never intended for me. So take a minute to pray about that. Like, are you really where the Lord wants you to be? Okay, number three, Isaiah 54, 14. You are far from oppression and fear does not overcome you. Friend, are you holding back on taking that next step because you're afraid and worried of how it's going to all work out? I get that, but stop. Surrender all of it. This is where the Lord has me personally right now. In my human mind, I see that I should do this, 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 and this. That all makes sense. But I'm I'm not surrendering everything to the Lord. And each time I surrender over to the Lord, he answers in a way that is far better than I could have ever imagined. And usually a thousand percent different. And he's like, daughter, I love you. And I want you just to, to let go, right? The fear, the worry, the uncertainty, let go of all of it. Of course, there is wisdom and there is, you know, seeking wise counsel and that the Lord is going to use all of that to confirm what he wants for you. Number four, Psalm 116.1 says, God hears your prayers. Make these personal. God says he hears my prayers. He hears your prayers. Again, friend, if you are his child, you have asked Jesus to reside in your heart. You have asked him to forgive you from your sins. You have repented from your sinfulness and confessed your sins. You are pure before the Lord. Then the Lord is going to hear your prayers. I've shared about this Abide app, uh, meditation app. I love it. And one thing that I love every single time before they get into meditating is there is an encouragement to confess any sins before the Lord. Because we don't want any stumbling block between us and the Lord. There can't be communion there. We need to be pure before the Lord. 
before we spend that time with him, before you bring these things to him in prayer. God does hear our prayers. We need to be right before him. Number five, Hebrews 4.12. I take captive and destroy every negative thought that keeps me from receiving and fully tapping into all that God has in store for me. Friend, every single thought, take it captive. Give them over to the Lord. Every single one of them. You know the ones that are telling you you're not good enough? The imposter syndrome? That you're not so-and-so, so you can't have that business, that, you know, five, six, seven, eight-figure business. You you were in the network marketing space before. You've done two, three, four, seven, 12 different businesses before, and you haven't been successful, so you won't be successful again. Those are all negative thoughts. You, we do realize, right? You do realize that negative thoughts are not from the Lord. He doesn't give us those negative thoughts. We need to hand them over, every single one of them. And maybe that is moment by moment. Here's the thing is we know that his mercies are new every morning, right? That's not just in times of deep sorrow. I remember, you know, after we lost our son, understanding like in the moment that we found out that he had, he was just with Jesus, his earthly body was still in my body, but he was with Jesus. And I remember like this rush of peace coming over me. Those are God's mercies immediately. Well, his, those mercies, they come all the time to his children who need him. So if you are in a time where you are struggling with fear and these thoughts that are just not what he wants you to be thinking, are you giving them over to the Lord? Are you taking your thoughts captive and turning them over? And then you can go back to what is it? First Timothy, I'm going to get the reference wrong, but you know, dwell on what is right and true and honorable and pure. I've gotten that verse all out of whack, like the, the, the order of things, but Dwell on the things that are true and right and honorable. What do you know to be true, right, honorable? Dwell on those things. Okay, so really quickly, those verses, Romans 8, 31. If God is for me, who can be against you? Philippians 4, 13. You can do anything God has called you to through Jesus Christ. Isaiah 54, 14. You are far from oppression and fear does not overcome you. Fear is not of the Lord. Psalm 116, 1, God hears your prayers. Absolutely. And Hebrews 4.12, take captive and destroy every negative thought that keeps you from receiving and fully tapping into all that God has in store for you. That fear, those negative thoughts, they become a wedge between us and we cannot fully and completely commune with God. Growth Against the Grain, this title of this podcast, is about so many different things. And growing against the grain means that as a follower of Christ, you do things differently. Not for the sake of being different, but for the sake of honoring the Lord. So I did a reel the other day where I was saying like, hey, if the Lord has put something on your heart, then there's a real good chance it's not going to make sense to people around you, especially people who are not believers, who are not walking with the Lord because they're looking at things from a worldly perspective. That's okay. Who do you need to honor? 
you need to honor the Lord. If you've bathed these things in prayer and you have, you know, sought wise counsel and the Lord has confirmed these things over and over again, that's all the confirmation you need. He does things his way, just like he did with the lame beggar. That lame beggar, all he wanted was money. He was playing small. He didn't even know to ask God for more than that. Is that where you are? Are you like, Lord, just give me that customer I need today. And he's like, oh, daughter, I have so much more in store for you. You just need to trust me. Let's pray. Dear gracious Father, I just thank you so much for the work that you are doing in my life and doing in each of these women's lives who are listening to you. I know that you have great things for them in their business, in their personal, in their marriage, in their motherhood. Just help each one of us to surrender open-handed. Friend, open your hand and give these things over to the Lord. Help us to open-handedly give these and surrender these to you, Father. Because after all, any gifts and talents that you have given us, any business that you have allowed us to be part of is all yours. Take that fear, that imposter syndrome, those anxieties, those what are people going to think. Take it all away from each of us, Lord. Pour blessing upon blessing upon blessing on these women who are seeking to honor you in everything that they are doing. Bless their business in a mighty way that points back to you. Father, help us to not play small, to not just bring the itty bitty little things you are capable of so much more because you are the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and our fathers. You are the holy and righteous one. Friend, I pray that you have the most magnificent day. Honor the Lord and grow against Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or Click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.